Seventh Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Stop by and see what sandwiches, in-house baked goods, and beverages they have available. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are some of this week's top stories. A majority of board members in Monticello passed a resolution last week authorizing the village manager to enforce, quote, no work from home policy effective immediately, which includes the return of all village owned equipment. Trustees Carmen Rue, Gordon Jenkins, and Rochelle Massey voted to approve the resolution, while Mayor George Nicolato abstained and Trustee Michael Banks voted against it. Speaking before his vote, Banks said that village treasurer Gary Lasher, quote, doesn't feel comfortable coming here right now because of the incident that happened the other day. He wants to get this thing resolved so he can come here safely. Banks was referring to an incident last Monday when village treasurer Gary Lasher and village manager James Snowden were reportedly involved in a physical altercation inside Village Hall. Snowden said he and Lasher had a phone conversation that day regarding the finances for a village truck. The conversation became confrontational, with Snowden saying the treasurer cursed at him and hung up the phone. Not long after, Snowden claims Lasher arrived at Village Hall and initiated the physical confrontation. It wasn't much of a fight. I didn't throw any punches at anybody, Snowden told the Democrat. I just restrained, restrained him a little bit, and then the police officer came in. Lasher declined to comment on the details of the altercation, except to deny that he initiated it. Village Mayor George Nicolatos and representatives from the Monticello Police Department did not respond to a request for comment. Special counsel to the village, Michael Sussman, told the Democrat he would convene a meeting with the parties involved to help sort things out so people could continue to work together. Also, during last week's meeting, the board unanimously passed a resolution for the village manager to seek proposals for a forensic audit of fiscal years 2020 and 2021. The board also passed a resolution for the village manager to solicit applications for the position of village treasurer at the current budgeted salary. That resolution was passed by trustees Rue, Massey, and Jenkins, with trustee Banks opposed and Mayor Nicolato abstaining. At this point, Mr. Lasher remains the treasurer, Sussman said. In order to be the treasurer, he and the village manager need to have at least a working relationship. These gentlemen have been working well together by accounts for a number of months. It appears that, as sometimes happens, people misread each other's intentions. My perspective is that as long as they're both officers of the village, we have to find ways that they can in fact work together and transcend whatever differences there are or have been. A resolution to appoint Rock Hill resident Len Bernardo and Assistant County Attorney Robert Freehill to the county's Board of Ethics was back on a special meeting agenda on Thursday, one week after Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty implemented Rule 36 that postponed action on it. According to the county's ethics law, the Board of Ethics shall consist of no more than five volunteer members appointed by the county manager and confirmed by the legislature. Furthermore, it says only one member, quote, may be a county official. The Board of Ethics meets at least once annually any time there is a complaint alleging a violation of the county's ethics law. There are at least two vacancies on the board that Sullivan County Legislature Clerk Anne-Marie Martin says have been posted since June 8, 2021. Those interested in serving on the Board of Ethics can send an email or letter to Martin stating as such. Bernardo and Freehill are the only letters that have been received in that time frame. Gramsville resident Kenneth Walter, who has previously served as a member, vice chair, and chair of the county's Board of Ethics, has also publicly claimed that John Conifel's term has expired, which, if true, would leave a total of three vacancies on the Ethics Board. 
During last Thursday's Government Service Committee meeting, Walter also expressed concern over Freehill's possible appointment. A county attorney should not have a seat on that board, said Walter, because if anybody goes before the board who is a county employee, they have, re- they have to be represented by the county or somebody has to represent them for legal purposes. There should not be a county attorney on that board if they're going to be represented by another county attorney. Since last Thursday's special meeting occurred after press time, the Democrat will have more in an upcoming edition. In addition to vacancies on the ethics board, another topic of conversation at the recent special meeting of the county legislature was what the county is going to do about a potential issue on the horizon with garbage. We need a solution fast, said Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty, referring to the coming closure of Seneca Meadows landfill in 2025. Several counties that utilize it for a significant portion of their waste, including Sullivan, are looking at alternatives before that day arrives. Use Energy has approached Sullivan County to create a research and development operation at the county landfill to explore, quote, various potential solutions to the county's solid waste management issues, according to a resolution that was on last Thursday's agenda. Based in Yonkers, Use Energy describes itself as a clean tech company that recycles unwanted organic materials into high-value energy and consumer products to help achieve a zero-carbon world. The resolution would authorize a lease agreement between the county and use for a use of 10 to 12,000 square foot building at the county landfill. Doherty, however, implemented the legislature's little used Rule 36 at the start, which moved the resolution to the full board meeting on November 17th, halting action for the time being. Under the proposed agreement, the county would provide up to 20 tons a day of solid waste to use for use in its R&D operation. The project would need the green light from the State Department of Environmental Conservation, DEC, before it could go forward. Joe Betro, Director for Business Development for Use Energy, was at the meeting also mentioning a possible larger operation in the future. As part of the R&D operation, he said Use would use steam autoclaving technology to turn waste into biofiber. He added that other companies using similar systems with the same technology are running in Europe. Use is also looking at creating bioethanol that could be made into jet fuel additives as multiple airlines seek to transition away from fossil fuels. Since there was no public comment allowed at the special meeting, several attendees criticized the proposed project during the preceding planning committee meeting, referencing projects the company has proposed in other areas of the state, which has drawn the ire of local residents. They positioned their process as speed composting, said Calicoon resident Rebecca Kreshkoff. Make no mistake, this is not composting, and the product they create is not anything I would want my farmers to put on their fields. She argued that the autoclave technology, which processes solid waste and other organic materials at 300 degrees Fahrenheit, may kill pathogens, but do nothing to eliminate heavy metals or hazardous chemicals. She said use R&D facility may still discharge 1,200 gallons of wastewater a day based on previous proposals. Where will that wastewater go? What facility will process it? Where will the water for their steam autoclaves come from? Kreshkov asked. Use claims they will use their steam autoclaves to spin garbage into gold, but their so-called recycling technology has been more aptly described as a garbage pressure cooking plant. Does Sullivan really want to greenlight a controversial experimental project that so many other communities have spurned? Catskill Mountain Keeper Associate Director Wes Gillingham said it was quite ridiculous that legislators were entertaining a resolution without all the information. 
the resolution is saying that the DEC needs to endorse this project, but you haven't even seen a presentation on what the project is, he said. Hughes is currently proposing to construct and operate a new, quote, waste-to-energy municipal solid waste management facility with a proposed annual maximum throughput of 176,400 tons in the town of Roxbury in Delaware County. Gillingham said that while Hughes claims to be clean, its proposal in Roxbury was to make pellets that would be burned in Europe. They want to make pellets out of garbage that was coming from this huge area of the Catskills in the Hudson Valley, ship it down to New York, and then ship it off to Europe. They're looking at creating a product that they can sell, Gillingham said. I completely agree that there's an issue with solid waste. No question there. But this is a clear example of what some people call a false solution, or what a lot of people call a dangerous distraction. Metro acknowledged that pellets were used core business, but when he sat down with the DEC in Albany and were told the agency would not issue a permit because the burning of those pellets created carbon dioxide gas in the atmosphere, Hughes had to come up with an alternative solution, which is to put the biofiber into paper mulch. Metro said the project has received approval from the DEC, but Hughes is holding it up in search of a new site because of Roxbury residents' concerns about the initial proposed location. District 2 legislator Nadia Reich asked about the possibility of toxins being released from the autoclaves, but Betro said the only admissions would come from the propane boiler used to power the autoclaves. He further explained that they can't use an electric boiler as it doesn't generate enough heat and added that during the process the steam moves from one autoclave to another, is cleansed, and then reused. Betro also claimed use has documentation to prove that its process is clean and safe. Betro noted that while composting is great for eliminating waste, methane, which is 84 times more potent than carbon dioxide, is emitted into the atmosphere as the garbage decays. Betro told legislators that the R&D operation would be a $6 million investment, costing the county nothing. He indicated that the pilot project could be operating within six to seven months with DEC approval, and if the county wanted to move forward with the full-blown operation, which is 400 tons a day, the approval process would take 18 months. At the end of six months of our pilot program, if it doesn't do what it says it will do, you're not going to move forward with the, either project, he said. There's zero risk for the county here. Petro said the DEC has stated that they are not going to permit any new landfills or expansion of existing ones. He added when there's no place to put garbage, several local collection companies might be out of business, and the county doesn't have any haulers. So where's your garbage going to be? On your lawns, he said. Where's it going to go? It's not a reality today. It's not a reality tomorrow, but it's a reality in three years. The county currently ships solid waste upstate at $95 per ton, which Doherty said comes out to about $16 million per year. According to Betro, that cost will be $300 per ton in Sullivan, Orange, and Westchester counties within five years, bringing the annual tab to at least $48 million. That would bankrupt this county, said Doherty. It's coming at us like a freight train, and we better do something. That does it for this episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. Before we conclude this broadcast, we at the Sullivan County Democrat want to thank all of our veterans for their service. Coverage of those Veterans Day ceremonies will be in next week's issues.